On this episode of Before You Were Jaded, Orlando, Florida gets glorious. One. Arm down. Taylor and uh we're back yes we, baby yes baby yes and I picked a good in today didn't I you did indeed how did you guys feel about tots pods you can't respond but I'm gonna assume that you said you loved it I'm assuming you're subscribing right now and giving five stars yes yes Taylor can I kick this off with a non-wrestling related story yeah talk to me <laughs> all right so it happened a little bit earlier today my dog's an asshole and she might die so I, last night, was going through my freezer. I've been trying to empty out my freezer of all this, like, super freezer burn stuff because I have way too much fucking food in there. So I accidentally left chicken thighs out overnight, and I had to chuck them. While doing so, I filled out my trash can, and my trash can's a little too small for the bags I use, so I usually pull them out, and I'll fill them up with more trash before I throw them away. That way, you know, I get the most out of my bag, if that makes sense. So I had it on the table, or not the table, on the floor, and I went to go take my son to my mom. While I did that, my dog went in the trash can. Slash trash bag. I think so. What's impressive, though, is it was a whole-ass chicken thigh, bone and all. Can't find it. Damn. So that's going to be an interesting update in my life. Uh, We're going to have to keep an eye on that. So what you're saying is you're going to have to let me know what the shit's like. Oh, my God. I swear to to the Lord if she tries to shit in this house after eating a whole raw chicken thigh with a bone in it? Poor girl. I'm glad she didn't joke. That poor little girl, man. I. It's one of those things where you feel so bad and you get so scared, but at the same time, you're like, you, you were so dumb. I don't know, man. I, this is the thing. Like, you put a chicken in front of me. Dog's I, gonna I eat. didn't put a chicken in front of her. A dog's going to eat. I, it was in the trash bag, and I put... Ain't that right, Bell? Dog's going to eat. not to eat in there. Oh, my God. She's in the room. Well, hopefully she doesn't get loud and obnoxious. No, she's cool. She's cooling. We're good. She doesn't look this is a dog-friendly podcast right here. We dog-friendly. Obviously, I have a dog, even though she <laughs> pissed me off earlier. So let's talk about the pay-per-view. We hinted it. Ah, hinted it. Hinted about it on the intro because we are watching NXT Orlando this week. And I guess that's specifically a takeover? Yeah. Uh, it's so takeover. it's takeover Orlando. It's Excuse a takeover. Me. But... I feel like there are so many takeovers in Orlando that, like, to have one that's specifically called Takeover Orlando is a little bit weird for me. There's a but lot that of might special stuff about this pay per view, and there's a reason why I picked it, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is a specific pay per view I wanted to do because there's a lot of people that are on the move or are moving or are not with the company anymore or are doing really well at the company. So there's a lot of movement in this pay-per-view. This is a, a, a 
bedrock of stars. Do you really think anyone's truly doing that well from this pay-per-view on uh, the main roster now? I think the best you could say is Bobby Roode because he's a tag team champion. Uh, yeah, Oscar. I'll give you Oscar. The uh, other than that, though, uh, I mean Shinsuke is doing fine. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I guess you're right, but I mean, most everybody on here is pretty well moved on. You know what I mean, or is off to other things. I mean, I guess Roddy was having a good little run in NXT, but he's still in NXT. Well, there's so many people that specifically want to stay in NXT. Like Champa is like. Don't fucking put me up. He's there. great. Though. He's like, I'm not going. Man, I'm just be gonna the, be here forever. He might, at the end of this, be the best NXT player to ever play the game. That's uh that's a hot take. He's incredible, dude. He's truly incredible. But there's so much incredible talent that I, comes you're through. Right. There. But the last few years, like if you had to give me like this year, my favorite match of the year is him and Walter. That's a, that's a match of the year. But is it because me. of him or is it because of Walter? It's because of him. He was phenomenal in that match. Walter, too. But it's two good players. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? It's like you put Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels together. That's a dream match. It's well, not a dream match, but a five-star match. You know what I mean? A five-star match. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's two guys that you see and you're like, oh, shit, we got something going here. I was like, dream match? I'm like, wait, what the fuck? We've had that like yeah, 132 times. I was going to say it's happened a lot. But every time it happens, you know it's going to be an absolute fucking banger. The the thing about this pay-per-view is I think that the singles matches really shine for me, but the matches like this first one were a little bit overbearing for me. And there's a lot of really good people in this. Don't take that the wrong way. But, like, you know, it's like it's Cassius Ono, it's Roderick Strong, it's Ruby Riot, it's Ty Dillinger, it's Nikki Cross, it's Killian Day, it's Eric Young. It's You know what I mean? There's so much shit going on. And it's just like... Well, let's talk Cassius Ono. I don't know how it happened, but for, like, three or four fucking years, I went just blind. To who he really was. If you don't know, he's formerly Chris Hero, and I believe he's going by Chris Hero again now that he's back on the indie uh, market, I guess you could say, indie scene. And uh, yeah, I had absolutely no fucking idea that he went to NXT under Cassius Ono. He's killing it in his Sacramento Kings gear, though, yeah, well, this. So do you know why he's dressed like that? That's actually a shout out from him. He's a huge basketball fan. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to dress like I'm a fucking basketball player, yet. I'm going to be a wrestler. When I do that, I look fat. <laughs> I can't wear jerseys barely anymore without my bell sticking out. i got to learn to lose a little bit of weight. Taking off the bread of all my sandwiches I now. I will say, he has been in a lot better shape in his life. I'm not like shaming him or anything like that, <laughs> but he used to be... Hashtag Will's fat shaming him. Oh, God damn it. Fuck you, Taylor. <laughs> uh, he didn't used to look like that. You know what I mean? So You know who else didn't used to look like that? Eric Young. That guy's like a fucking revolving door. He just changes his uh, look every fucking five Constantly, years. Constantly, man. He, No matter what, he's going to find something to fucking do. Man, I'll tell you what, though. He's a great character worker. Well, and let's talk he's about... He's like a Joaquin Phoenix of wrestling. He can just change himself any way he wants. Did and you just say into... Joaquin? I think that's how Hoosiers say his name. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. 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 Yeah, that's what you said. Joaquin. Like, what the... Like, come on, bro. What's Joaquin Phoenix's best movie? Uh, that's uh, easy. Walk the line. Good answer. Yeah. I really, really like that movie. I am actually really impressed. I'm really proud of you. Why? It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. I think Gladiator movie. is a second right there, though. Have you ever seen Gladiator? I have not. Great movie. Have anyway. you ever seen uh, the story of Dewey Cox? Yeah. Walk Hard? It's Great movie as well. It's one of my favorites. Great movie. Gotta love John C. Riley. Uh, you can't build you a candy house. Don't come in here. We're doing drugs. <laughs> 
Alexander Wolf's another one, though. He definitely looks 100% different. And he also just got released. So I actually have the number. Five out of eight of these people have been released by WWE. And there's so much talent. I also fell in love with Nikki Cross in this era. This is how you book her. Yeah. Have you seen her recently? Could we say that that's the theme of this pay-per-view? This is how you book her? Because half of these people are booked wrong now. Well, and that's... Everyone always talks about it. You take someone who is extremely successful in the NXT program. They bring them up to the main roster where it's a much... Let's put it this way. So you're a big fish in a small pond in NXT. But the thing about NXT is you're surrounded by people who have been in the business for years and years and that bleed wrestling. So you're just surrounded by all these people that actually care and the people at the helm and the people that are writing the product know how to produce a wrestling show. Whereas on the main roster, we are not even led to believe. We know for a fact that they sometimes will just hire anyone who specializes in writing. So like you could have someone who was a head writer for a television show, like a sitcom for six years. Maybe the guy who wrote uh, the big show show also writes Monday night raw. You know what he I'm should. saying? If he does it, they're and making a mistake. So to uh, the credit of the wrestlers, it's not them because they're put in a situation where WWE is so scripted and it works for certain people. There are certain people who, yeah, they really need a hand because they do not have the pop right off the top of their head where they can shoot a really good promo did you, that's uh, cohesive. Did you see the comments from Vince this week about that? What do you mean? He made some comments. He said that he realizes that the raw product is very stale right now. I did not. So that's Ooh. interesting to see. Maybe we might get a shakeup, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. When you get the shakeup, like, they literally came out on TV, like, what was it, like, four years, five years ago now? And they were like, hey, yeah, we don't listen to you. And that's a mistake. What we're doing right now sucks. And basically called for what they were going to do, like a hard reset. They're like, from now on, we're going to listen to you. We're going to give you what you want. And we're just going to be better because we've been failing you. And look at the last four or five years. I'm going to be honest with you. The last two WrestleManias, and I was at this year's WrestleMania, did not have the same energy and vibe. And yes, it was COVID. But I liked I liked this WrestleMania. I did too, but I'm saying there's something there was something off about it. You know what I mean? If WrestleMania always has those beautiful moments throughout the course of the night, like every match almost feels like a main event match. Yeah, I get you. And I feel like only on or only with certain matches did you have that, you know, energy, and the, the big fight feel. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going to agree to disagree on that because I really liked most of the card on rest, this WrestleMania. The last one was a little lackluster for me, not this year, but the year before. Oh, that definitely. But um, I really, really enjoyed this. This is the problem. If you really want to know what the problem is, it's not even so much that the writing is bad. It's that this setup that they have now is let's run the same people at each other three weeks, four weeks, and it's they're not doing one piece like that. It's all the matches are being ran like that. Well, that's what I'm saying, and getting back to where, where I was going with that is you have people who didn't 
who aren't familiar with the wrestling business producing a television show. You have people like producers who don't even yeah. fucking watch wrestling. Yo, did you see uh, another random thing I want to talk about? Um, did you see... Uh, you keep kidding me off my fucking... I'm sorry, go on. So, you... With these people that aren't familiar with the product and don't know what they're doing, they're then... Imagine if I... Like, what's a sport you don't watch? And you absolutely hate and you don't give a total shit about? I don't know. I guess baseball. Imagine if I told you to go ahead and plan out an entire baseball game. Well, I played baseball as a kid. I could do that. <sighs> Damn it, Taylor. <laughs> Imagine if I told you to go run a television show. Okay. It's kind of my dream job. Imagine if I told you to go fix a car. Well, I like to learn. Damn it, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, though. I got you. You are taking people who don't know what they're fucking doing and expecting them to succeed and they have the control. And How come Vince is the only one that can't figure out that this isn't working? Uh, that's a hard question. You is know? it a hard question? I mean, it's obvious for everyone else in the world. There's nobody that's like, hey, man, this fucking is dog shit. Nobody? There's nobody that he has that can be like, hey, brother, like, look, this kind of sucks ass. He's surrounded by yes men. From what I understand, obviously, I don't know him. Like, well, I can't give problem. you some real shoot shit. But, yeah, no, from... All reports, I he is surrounded by people who are there to let him know everything he thinks is the right decision. And sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, Vince McMahon for every piece of shit thing he's done or shitty thing. Like, I just saw the other day someone was like uh, shared a picture from when he died on Raw. I remember that to write himself yeah. off, and then a week I later, that. the I think the Chris Benoit thing happened. And yeah, they were rough. like, ah, bad timing. Bad timing. But, damn it, I lost my train of thought. You were saying, I don't know what you were saying, honestly, anymore. I'm lost, too. We're in the woods. Oh, lost for every bad woods. piece or bad thing Vince McMahon has done, he, look what he's done for wrestling, you know, and it's undeniable. And he is a really good businessman, even though, or at least he was, even though it is shitty, because look, he took, Something that was, you know, it was territory based. It was, and he brought it to a national scale. They tore the, all, all these different fucking countries. You know what I mean? And before it wasn't like that. You, you know? think that it is nothing personal to him? Do you think that it is all business? Like he just doesn't think of it like that? Well, I don't even think he thinks about it. Like as much as he controls stuff, you know, there's people in place. He's like, hey, I want this many people gone. Get rid of them. Like, look, Samoa Joe is a perfect fucking example. Samoa Joe gets fired two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month. He's fucking back because the wrong person made that decision. And you know someone probably got fired now that Joe's back. By the way, ooh, doggy. I would be watching NXT every week now, brother. You should have been watching it every week. Man, anyway. I'm a busy person. No, you're not. I have a schedule I keep. I have to watch Yu Yu Hakusho. I got to get caught up on my anime. I got these other things I'm working on. I got to watch a wrestling movie every week now. You know, I'm a very busy person, man. I've got, the schedule's getting it busy, man. Hey, man. Props to you, but... I can't be watching everything every week. Listen, I can't watch Impact and Raw and SmackDown and AEW. Have you been watching Impact, though? I did. For the last couple of weeks I've watched Impact, I've made it a point. All right. I'm, I'm doing of... okay. There's a lot of shows I'm missing, but I ain't missing Impact. 
I can respect that. So do you have any more about the sanity and uh Yeah, I have a lot more. So Okay, uh, <laughs> go off then. You uh you need to be uh, aligned with your doppelganger. So when you become a wrestler, which is going to happen in the future, I'm going to make a tag team where you and Killian Dane just play twins. Well, let's go ahead and get Killian Dane on the podcast first cuz if we can do that, that's a big get for us, boy. I just want to take a picture with you two next to each other. There's a couple different people that I look very similar to. And then every time we do a podcast, I'm going to pull the photo out of my pocket and I'm going to say, look at this photograph. Every time I look at it. <laughs> Those are the words, right? They're pretty much. Okay, cool, cool. That's what I thought. I just assumed that they're the words. But yeah, there was no a lot of really, really issues. good talent in this match. And Eric Young, man, every time I see him, he looks different, but he impresses me every time. I really liked this era. Oh, dude, yeah, I was going to say, Alexander Wolf. he had a... Glow up, I guess you could say, because he was with the Imperium boys until yeah. uh, he got kicked out and then released the next day. They're boo boo, dude. I'm out on Imperium. I thought you liked Walter. No, I like Walter, but I don't like his little cronies. <laughs> What's wrong with them, dude? I don't fuck with him, bro. I'm out on him. Well, Walter's Imperium, too. Well, He's the leader. I, I, of listen, Imperium. man, it's just him. The rest of those guys just need to go away. You know, sometimes it's time to disband them. Well, they got rid of uh, Alexander Wolf, so they're they one third, they're one fourth there. Let me rephrase that. I don't want the guys to get fired. <laughs> I just want them to go do something else. Why? What know. did they they're do to you? Taylor? They just get on my nerves. That's that's so rude. I hate it when people cover people with flags that say their names on them. All right, I get that. I'm not into it. So, did you like the chairman in this though? Ty Dillinger. You mean the perfect 10, 10, 10? I hated that gimmick so fucking bro, much. Bro, that's dope, bro. He's tripping. He's so cool. Why do you like it so much? Because he's just got a cool face. Just knows what he's doing. It's a perfect 10, bro. All right, man. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. When he throws a ball, a bowling ball, you know what it is? Bam, strike every time. Can you prove that? Perfect 10. All right. What uh? What if I told you there's 11 pins in bowling? <laughs> I would say that you're a liar because I was in a bowling league, too. That was my second sport. I was going to be a professional bowler. Why didn't you? I Did have, you blow out your elbow? I actually, I have a sad story. I busted my finger in a metal door, and like uh, my career was ruined. Was I it got, right before the big game? It was, yeah, it was my throwing hand. We lost uh, the town next door, got the naming rights to our gymnasium. Did the, uh, does your bowling shirt still hang up in your local yeah. uh, lane? We were called the Alley Cats. Alley Cat Strike. Did you have an actual Alley Cat as your mascot? Yeah. yeah. What was its name, Keith? No, it was a Chester. I don't like that. Why? Just don't like that. All cats are named Chester, the cheetah. Unacceptable. Uh, so, Killian Dane uh, pinned Roderick for the win. Well, he shouldn't have. Roderick should have won. Who do you think should have <laughs> took the pin? Who, who, who should have ate the pin in this? Everybody but Roderick. Okay. He should have pinned all seven of them at once. Kind of like a Roderick's Roman Reigns boy? Yeah. Okay. Just a giant tower of people, and it should have been Roderick at the top. Well, let's talk about the match of the night, Tay-Tay. What's the match of the night? You know what the match of the night is. The match of the night. Where are we going with this? Are you going into Aleister Black? I am. Okay. Aleister Black was fire. What are you doing? You're making me nervous here. You're just moving too much around. You're like a whirling dervish. I'm just, I'm keeping us on track, boy. Keeping us on track. So there's a, a theme of this pay-per-view, and the theme is, number one, glow-ups, but number two, that's a theme every week. But uh, intros. This is a really badass intro for Aleister Black. I don't think it was a really badass intro for Andrade, though. I'll talk about that in a second, but Aleister Black. You're I adore this entrance. The incendiary fucking theme song was so good. This isn't his best one, though. So there was one performance where they had fucking Code Orange and the vocalist of Incendiary 
open up and play with him. Uh, not that sounded way, way not the way I wanted it. To if sound. you had to um explain his gimmick to a random guy on the street that didn't watch wrestling, how would you explain it? <sighs> That's a great question. Would you consider him to be like a monk, mm. or like a I don't know what you call those guys, a shaman, dark prophet? Yeah, like a shaman, something like that. Maybe like I feel like he flips into meditation mode. I'm sorry about that. A super white character in Prince of Persia. So Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Fucking Disney was like, oh, yeah, Persia? They're white, right? Jake Gyllenhaal, he's Persian. Here's the thing, though. Does Jake Gyllenhaal miss? (sighs) That movie sucked. You hating, bro. Am I? Or did you play those video games? I know a lot of people that love Prince of Persia. Did you play those video games? I might have played one on the Game Boy. Oh, okay. So those are some some of my absolute favorite video games okay, of all gonna, time. He liked the video games, but he doesn't like Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> well, because the fucking movie had nothing to do with the actual Prince of Persia story. You know what I do? I sit down at the table every night, and I thank God for a few things. And one of those things is... Jake Gyllenhaal no, and the Prince of Persia. It's milk, number one. Of course it's milk. Milk comes first. Right. I'll be the Lord. Milk. <laughs> Thank you for the cow's sacrifice of the golden goose of I, beverages. I thank him for the milk. I thank him for Jakey Gyllenhaal. Jake, okay, that's number two? <laughs> yeah, and then I also thank him for Pitbull. Pitbull? Yeah, you don't like Pitbull? Mr. Worldwide? Yeah, 305. <laughs> I mean, no, I hate everything Miami but Pitbull. He's the one thing from Miami that I like. If I was going to thank anyone before I go to bed for being alive, it's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's fair. He's not the mummy. You know what he is? What? He's the daddy. I also have ridden the mummy ride at Universal so many times, and I'll never get over the fact that nobody's ever gotten him his fucking coffee. If you get that reference, you are a real one. But I swear to God, you'll be coming in the train. I'll be yelling that shit. I'm like, someone, get that shit for him. Get that shit Brandon, for him. it's thirsty. He needs it. He's got a long fucking day ahead of him, just like all of us. This match, though, holy shit, Taylor. This is what I need. You have two absolute professionals who know how to tell a story within a ring. Andre Roddy's telling the story of the fedora. <sighs> Getting okay, let's circle back to that. I fucking hated that look. You're that was not my thing. That's a that's a nice outfit, man. If I could rock that shit and go out in the fucking sunshine with that shit on, I would do it. Look at him there and look at him now. When he popped on AEW, or not on okay, AEW, he's jacked, cool. That not even that he's jacked. He was in a fucking suit and he presented himself well, and I think he's going to do amazing things. Yeah, you're right. I, I know like Andrade, right? but I like the old school fedora open up button up shirt too, man. Hey, man. It's Here's just... the thing. I watched a lot of Cisco music videos as a kid, and I'm a big fan of a button down shirt with the buttons undone. I will say, I feel like sometimes WWE has a very difficult time booking Spanish talent. Nah, well, he's, he did well for himself before he was let go. I felt like. Oh, he's amazing. Him and fucking Angel Garza. They're both phenomenal. I don't think Angel Garza gets half the respect he fucking deserves that man is so fucking smooth in a ring yeah but so is. is andrade and this he'll this get his match worth, man. man he'll get his worth now don't worry 
Let's see. Uh, you say that every time, and they always find a way to make people have their worth somehow. I don't know what, what it is they're doing over there, but they're doing it right. I don't necessarily agree, but this match, man, it's perfect way to bring Aleister Black out. It was his debut in NXT, and he, you got the attention of people with this match. You, They were on the edge of their seat, and everything he did, they were like... <gasps> Ooh. He's got feet like a fucking two by four. Dude, nobody can do what he does in the ring these days. There's a few people that can keep up, but his style of wrestling is very unique in the respect that he actually wrestles. He uses more of like a modern, like jujitsu, I think is a proper way. I don't know what it's called. It's called kick you in the face. Just his feet work. Jitsu. Jitsu, just jitsu. Kick you in the face, jitsu. All right, I don't. Let's go with that. I think that is appropriate enough. Yeah, I'll go with it. There's a lot of legs slapping in this match too. <laughs> no signs back then, baby. No, no signs back then. Leg slap all you want. But yeah, dude, I love Aleister Black, and I really am excited to see where he goes. He just like Samoa Joe, got released, but Andre there are Luger. rumors okay. they. So there's two ways Aleister can go. I've heard that Aleister Black may come back, but I. I've also heard Zelina Vega should be coming back. Thea Trinidad is still on Twitter, and Tommy Ander still on Twitter. He better so. not come back, bro. I have also heard reports that he is extremely close to uh, inking with AEW, and I think he would honestly fit in there, or I think he would be extremely well appreciated in New Japan. I just don't know if he wants to have that commute, I guess you could say, but... You know, New Japan is also doing a lot of stuff in the U.S. now, so... You know what they say, say, though? Wrestler's gonna wrestle, bro. He'll end up somewhere and be doing himself well. Oh, dude. The matches he could have outside of WWE. The matches he's already had. I... One of the people who shouted out that he'd like to wrestle is Brody King. Mm -hmm. And fun little tidbit, if you notice, Brody King's actually in the crowd for this. And they uh, pan over to him, like, right after the match. They're boys. They are. Uh, what do you think of the blast Black Mass? Overrated or underrated? Okay. If anyone else were doing it, I don't think it would come off as a powerful finisher. John Michaels does a kick, like a Sweet Chin Music's a kick move finisher. I mean, it works for him. That's about the, the only other one I can think of. I think that's the, you hit it, the nail on the head. That's the perfect way to compare because. Oh, you know who else? Who? Adam Cole. What do you mean? Didn't he do some kicking? Oh, Face kicking? He, yeah, he'd, he'd be kicking. But Aleister Black, knowing how like how good he is with his feet and how powerful his legs are, he sells that as his a finisher. His style is different, too. They're like spin kicks, almost. Yeah, I don't expect him to do like a giant powerbomb or something. Yeah. Like, uh, a it's big also a power lanky move. motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man, you throw some fucking respect on my Hey, man, here. that's not a disrespectful term. A lot of the most bad motherfuckers are lanky. Remember Dawson from Street Fighter? Long motherfucker. Watch out, wow. Oh my God, Taylor! Uh, you make a good point, though. I'll give yeah. you. That was a fire and finish, though. Hit him with the black mask, put his lights out. Oh, dude, that's exactly what he did. He put Andrade to sleep. Uh, sorry, Andrade. Alistair needed the dub, and he, he got it. It was his uh, debut, and it's a grand opening, grand closing, because uh, we got a leaving ceremony later for us. All right, so Taylor, I'm gonna give you a minute to get your papers all organized, because you have something special to share with everyone when we get back from break. Is it break time? It's break time. Oh, sick.
Hey guys, welcome back. So uh, Will gave me some authoritarian uh, freedom here, and uh, I've decided that I'm going to start reviewing movies with wrestlers in them. So I don't know what I'm calling this segment yet. We've been uh, workshopping a name. It's probably going to be something lame, but we'll figure that out in the you future. You want to hit him with your placeholder name? My placeholder name, the working title right now is, uh, what was it? Oh, great. Cool. You don't I don't even remember, remember it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Mats and movies. Wouldn't it that? Something to that. Wrestling mats and movies. I don't know. Wasn't it Wrestling with Regret? Was it Titan Tron? Wrestling? Uh, I'm, just just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Shout out to them, though. They're they really are good. way better than They're us. They're really, really good. Um, anyway, so this week I decided that I'm going to review the 2009 film uh, The Damage. Uh, it stars uh, someone named Steve Austin. Who? Uh, yeah, he's uh, actually a pretty well-known actor. Do you know how many movies Steve Austin is in? He's in The Condemned. He's. I need a, a number. Because I looked it up on Google. He's in at least three now. Here's what's funny. So the Google number is at least 38. It says at least 38. At least? It doesn't say just 38. What does that even mean? I looked it up on Google. I said Stone Cold Movies. How many has he been in? It says at least 38. There's a heavy implication there, and I don't know how to feel. (laughs) So this movie, uh, he plays one of his three roles, which he plays in every movie. And he does seven years for manslaughter. He gets in a fight with a dude and kills him. So he gets out of prison, and the wife of the dude that he kills tells him that her daughter has uh, it needs a heart and transplant, and he has to pay for it because he killed her husband. So he decides that he's going to go and be an underground fighter in like a money-making underground fight club. So this movie, him and Walter Goggins, he just beats the shit out of people for money for an hour and a half. Straight. It's just Steve Austin just working the fuck out of people. Are they? Is he stiff? He's beating the fuck out of them. It feels like it's real fights. It's a pretty good movie, honestly. Like it's not great, but it, I mean, an hour and a half for free on Tubi. I'm not complaining. It was this the birth of cinematic matches? I uh, I will say this is a never back down with Steve Austin instead of the main character. All right, so give us your star rating. So out of five stars, I'm gonna give it a two point five. Two fifty percent is the best it's getting. How do you come to two point five? Because it's not a great movie, but I did enjoy it. Will you watch it again? No, but would there's you also recommend a friend. No, I would not. But it's on Tubi. <laughs> it's on Tubi. If you want to watch it, it's a free app, so you can download it for free. It's Tubi. So if you want to watch it, it's got an ass load of Steve Austin movies, and I'm sure they're all terrible. So I loved every second of this, and I need you every week from now on to just pick one fucking movie and I give you. me the world's worst review of it and worst like play by play. So because that was great. I'll take it. You know I'll what I mean it. when yeah, I say I worst because saying. like. Did you see that uh, there's a movie with Tyler Valkyrie coming out on Amazon Prime in like two weeks? What's it called? I don't remember, but she's in the movie. By the way, by the way, Frankie Monet. Yeah, it, well, it says Taya Valkyrie on the movie poster. Oh, fuck. Okay, never so mind. So that's the only reason I said that, because at the movie poster it says Taya Valkyrie. So I'm going to watch it. It's free on Amazon Prime. I wonder if she's going to legally change her name to that. So, Or I, if she already did. Yeah, we don't got to pay for it, so I'm going to be watching it. All right, hell yeah. You paid the Amazon bill this week. I'm proud of yeah, you. Yeah, go me, go me. So, uh, yeah, but it was, a, it was a fun time with Steve Austin this week. We'll see what happens next week. All right, so do you have any idea what you'll be talking about next week? I don't yet, um, but I'm sure it'll be... Equally fun and uh, probably not great. Probably not. Okay. If I can find a way, I'm going to watch Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies, but I have not had an easy time finding it so far. So See, I think this would be even more fun if you just kept watching these obscure movies that I don't watch. So then you're literally 
you're trying to sell me on them. Right. That's the I point. want you to sell me on them. I'm going to find movies that you've never heard of. I'm not going to watch fucking uh, that movie with DDP that you like so much. What? I don't know what it's called. You don't... Ready to Rumble. You don't remember the called? name? Is it Ready to Rumble? Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad I got it right. I thought it was Across the Mat or something. The Dude, only wrestler movie I've ever now seen. Now Jimmy King's not going to listen to the podcast. The only... Good fucking job, Taylor. I've seen one wrestler movie. Do you know what it's called? What? The, the wrestler. wrestler? <laughs> That's the one. That's the one I've seen. Have you? Do you not consider wrestling documentaries uh, movies? They're not movies. They're documentaries. That's weird. It's an hour and a half of your That's life. It's like saying a drawing with a pencil is the same as a drawing with paint. They're completely different things. They're both art. It's a drawing. Yeah, I mean, I guess. So I can generalize you, bitch. That was actually a really, really good metaphor. Because that really is the exact same thing. What do you mean? Like a drawing and a painting. And then like a movie and a documentary. Mind blown. Look at you on some existential shit. Yeah, I'm real shit tonight. I don't think I pronounced that word right at all, but we're going to move on. Remember when you said that that last match was the match of the night? Do you really think this tag team match was? Oh, no. I thought we were on a different match. I uh, Honestly, this is cool, though. I really do like a lot of people in here. Authors of Pain are the shit, bro. Do They're we, fucking up. They should still be have a job. Do we have the number? Oh, shit. I forgot to mention. Both Andrade and Aleister Black have been released from WWE, so that's both of them. Everybody that knows that. There's no way somebody's nah. listening and they're not nah, like, someone, Andrade, where's he at? So, he's like, what? I thought I saw Andrade last week. <laughs> yeah, you saw Andrade in heavy quotations, the author said. So the authors of Pain with Paul Ellering. Did you know Paul Ellering used to be the manager of the LOD, Tete? No, I only care about him. He's uh, He birthed a wonderful wrestler. You love the Legion of Doom, though. No, I only love Rachel Ellering. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That is his daughter, isn't it? Yeah, every time we do this, you forget. Oh, yeah. Every time you're like, who's Rachel Ellering? I'm like, yo, it's Paul Ellering's daughter, man. And you're like, oh, yeah, from the Legion of Doom? The Impact Bailey. Yeah. Oh, God, you did it again, dude. She's going to hate us so much. I want to get her on the podcast one of these days, and you keep just calling her names every time. Dude, she's great. The Impact Bailey is what you just called her. So that's a compliment. Is it? Is it a compliment? So you're telling me Bailey's not a great wrestler? Yeah, she's a great wrestler, but I don't know. That seems like a slight. The only reason why I'm calling her the Impact Bailey, I know is why you're calling her. She looks to me like Bailey when she had the long hair. That's all. Oh man, that poor girl. She's never gonna get no love. Everybody just calling her the Impact Bailey all the time. Oh yeah, it is a thing, I guess now. <laughs> I'm just me saying it. It's Can we just stop? I'm gonna start calling her the Impact Bailey. I hope we we meet her and I have the, a chance to call her the Impact Bailey to her face. And then you have to explain to her that you came up with that. No, I'm gonna be like, yo, my podcast partner, Will, <laughs> told me one time that you remind him of Bailey, and I just have to say, wow, he's right, Impact Bailey. <laughs> so in a matter of thirty seconds. You went from being extremely upset with me at this realization now to being 100% on board. Well, you swayed me, man. What do you want, man? You're a good speaker. Sometimes you sway me over to your side. I was sitting over here on the fence like, this motherfucker better leave Rachel Ellerling alone. And then, you know, I started to get swayed and like, you know, okay. Well, now, while we're here, I have some snake oil over here that I think you'd be super interested in. Snake oil. Yeah, snake oil. Is that an old reference? Do people used to put snake oil in their hands or something? It makes my day that you don't know what we're talking about. So cool. <laughs> DIY is in this match, and the Revival are in this match. I'm going to say it without question. The best tag team in this match is the Revival. You're wrong. What? You're wrong. 
Okay, try to tell me how. You're so wrong. Don't ever disrespect Champa and Gargano like that. I don't like DIY. Oh, I don't know what it is. You're just a hater, bro. I don't like Johnny Gargano. Champa forever. Anything Champa's in. It sounds like the city you live next to. All your sports team. It could be. He could be the best Tampa Bay fan if he wanted to. Champa Bay. <laughs> I mean, he does like live right down the road. I thought his name was uh, Tomato Champa when I first saw him. Okay, so I didn't disrespect Tommaso Champa whatsoever, but now you have. I so have not, bro. That's we, not a disrespect. That was a stupid. With young our boy. powers combined, we will roast DIY. Uh, I love. I listen. This is a, these guys have both had a, a great up upslide. They're up the hill, right? I mean, these couple guys are at the great. top of NXT. They're, the other guys are doing very well in AEW. With FTR. They don't wrestle nearly as much on Dynamite, though, as I feel they should. They did. I, they are my favorite modern tag team. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. I just, I really have a soft spot for Champa. I really do. And Authors of Pain, I really enjoy. I love a couple of big boys. Okay, so. What are you going to do? I can't get mad at you whatsoever for being so about Champa because at the end of the day, him and Thatcher are a match made in heaven. They're great together. I adore what they're doing, but I. I know your feelings about Gargano, and honestly, so, I really enjoy him. So the way you feel about Champa is how I feel about Thatcher. Does that make sense? I guess there's a. I feel a little bit like Gargano the same way I do the Young Bucks. I guess, like I I understand. I get what he's doing enough where it doesn't bother me. By the way, while we're while I have this thought in my head, have you watched when um, that piece of shit Matt Riddle knocked Timothy Thatcher's teeth out? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I just wanted to take a shot at Matt Riddle. Yeah, All right, moving man. on. Poor Matt Riddle, man. He's doing good stuff again, bro. Every week, bro. Did you see the one last week? Well, you know what, Taylor? Because he blocked us on Twitter, he'll never hear your compliment. I know, but I really did enjoy him. That last week, bro, that shit he did with... Uh, who was that funny promo he did with? Jeff Hardy. Did you see the Jeff Hardy promo? Oh, God. It's so funny, dude. Oh, let's... Real quick. He's on a roll. Side note. Jeff Hardy, I'm going to leave the WWE if I lose this match. What was that? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they gotta try to make storylines or something. This is the. Do you see? see the new rule Vince put into effect? Yeah, that are no more like no dead match. matches. Yeah, that's not. He can't have a dead match anymore, bro. It's the rules. Let's see what happens with three hours They'll of probably television leave. time. Probably leave. What are you gonna do? But did you, so the thing is, I want to talk about is there's a lot of talent in this match. Did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I thought it was. Here's my thing. It's. At essence, still a triple threat, so you still get all of the same fucking tropes as a triple threat. That annoys me, and I would have much rather have watched a just another tag team match between DIY and the Revival. Yeah, or but instead or you, switch them out. Any any of the three, just one on one. That's, but I understand you're trying to give diversity to the card. You're trying to get everyone their moments, and at the end of the day, it was cool to watch DIY and the Revival. You know team up but the thing is anytime you have something like that in a match you have the announcers oh my god oh my god the dark alliance between diy and the revival oh my god oh my god they're tagging together oh my god it's like like, you don't like that you don't like it when they tag together no no i just don't like when the uh referee listen man there's a couple couple big boys over there they gotta be uh they gotta be regulated the only way to regulate them is you can't beat them you join them i honestly think the revival could beat up the Authors of Pain. Well. They're smart. I don't know, man. Have you seen The Authors of Pain? That dude had an arm like a fucking truck. It doesn't matter, you know. If you know how to fight, you know how no, to fight. man. That man is too big. 
That's wrong. A refrigerator breaks down sometimes. A refrigerator also falls on you and kills you. <laughs> Does that happen? If it falls on you. you Every die. time, guaranteed? People die on, on refrigerators all the time. <laughs> Do you have a stat on that? <laughs> I can look it up. Yeah, give me the stat on that. So I'll keep the keep it going for a second. I, Yeah. Rival, definitely my favorite tag team of a modern time because they do not wrestle like most tag teams. They know the rules first and fucking foremost. But they, and everyone says this, they have that style to them where they're a traditional tag team. They wrestle like they belong in 1980s fucking WCW. Like I could see them wrestling the Midnight Express, the Freebirds, all of them, and fitting in just fine. You know what I'm saying? So back to the fridge thing. Okay, cool. So here's what I learned. By the 1950s, deaths were not uncommon for children under refrigerators. 54 children died from 1954 to 1956, trapped under refrigerators. I feel like that's a pretty decent span of time and a pretty small number. Yeah, it's a lot of kids dying under refrigerators. I guess people just did couldn't lift them. Oh, no, I'm a little underwhelmed. Small. That's a lot of people for two years. 54 people under refrigerators? I mean, babies. They, were, they didn't say infants. It said children. Okay, still, kids. Children could range from 1 to 10. Still. By the way, how did 54 people have their fridges fall over? (laughs) That's what I'm interested in. In the 1950s, fridges weren't built like they're built now. (laughs) They built different. (laughs) I'm just built different, bro. I'm just built different. I just want to talk about this match next because it's my favorite match on the card. All right, then finish off this. (laughs) Finish her off, baby. How did it finish? You finish it off. You're the one oh, that was God. the big big hero here. The Authors of Pain had a double powerbomb for Of course the they did, because they're right. big monsters with big old titties. What? Some man boobies? Titty meat. Titty meat, son? You just wanted to talk about nipple meat. Nah, man. Them Authors of Pain got some nipple meat. I didn't just want to. If it's in the pay-per-view, I'm going to tell you. You're like, so what? Nipple meat. <laughs> Give me your nipple meat score. All right, so these motherfuckers are a tag team with two nipple meats. So <laughs> these motherfuckers, they go in as a tag team. They're at about a 70% nipple meat rating. How do you get to 100% n- nipple you, meat? There are some guys that are close. No one's ever hit 100%. So, you know, you got to... Mark Henry's about the medium of the scale. So he's at about 50%. Because most of the time, he keeps them nipple meats hung up. Okay, so he's like the, the standard. Yeah, the so average. He's like, so he's where you set the bar. So you got him. You got Vader at about 75%. Because them titties were always out. I think I'd give Big Daddy V a That's Rondo. He's the high. He's the high. So he's sitting at about 97%. He could do a little bit more on the meat. AC Romero's right there with him. What do you give AC? He's right behind him. He's about a 95. His meat don't stick out of the side of his jumpsuit as much. Do you admire them? You know who also is on the spectrum that nobody ever thinks about? Ryback has some decent-sized nipple meat. I know he's muscular, but the motherfucker's got some huge boobs. So when are you going to start the Hall of Meat? I don't want to call it the hall of meat. You have to say nipple meat. If you're going to say it every time, you have to make sure nipple comes out of your mouth. The H-O-N-M. Make sure you say it with a little elongation, too, like nipple meat. It makes me so uncomfortable every time. (laughs) I kind of like the hall of meat better. I think that we should not go into this next match after talking about nipple meat for 20 minutes. What do you what do you want to talk about? The weather? I don't know. The weather sucks, by the way. Thanks, Florida. So Oscar and Ember (laughs) What a bad segue. I loved it. I loved everything. Dang. Se- <laughs> this tell is me. my match of the night, bro. Okay, tell me why. Because Oscar uh, has red contact. Oscar. Uh, Ember Moon has red contacts in. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <That's>, whole. <laughs> that, 
Can't no. justify that. <laughs> no, I really, uh, I really, really enjoy the youth of both of them in this. Like Oscar has so much youth in her. She has grown up so much in the last few years. Um, she's still incredible. She's a whole ass grown woman with three homes now. Yeah, this this shit though is hungry, Oscar, and I miss this. The bad part about this match in doing research on this pay per view, I found a better match in NXT from these two. What match? It's uh Brooklyn three. Okay. They main event it. Almost their second main event, not main event. You know what I mean? Co main event. Co main event. It. Well, then they co main event this. Yeah, so it's the same idea, but that match was just better. Oscar was just in rare form. Ember Moon in this was the real surprising one, though. She's very, very clean. Well, you made that great point earlier, and here's the thing. Asuka is, without question, a sleeper. Like People like Asuka, right? I'm not saying that she doesn't get respect, it also but people don't how understand much, how talented she is. How much she was used in that COVID era, though, has made her dr- a little dry. Well, it's, it's the same thing that happened to Drew McIntyre. Everyone who really thrived and held that fucking boat together, even Randy Orton, they are not, people don't give a shit about him anymore. People are finding their way out of that, though. Randy's getting out of it. So is Bailey. She's finding her way out, bro. Here's the thing. How are you telling me that Randy Orton's last year and a half makes sense? It's not his last year and a half. It's his last two months. He's finding his way out of this, whatever this is, that we have shit on him for months for, of him being dull and boring and nobody likes him. This shit is changing. This Matt Riddle shit, whether you like Matt Riddle or not, is really interesting for him. And good for him, because he needs somebody to balance out the boring. But how do you go from, you know, spitting up black goo... And fighting demons. They're fucking up with how they finish that storyline. Imagine if that had a great finish to the storyline. People wouldn't talk about the spitting up goo like they do. The reason they talk about it is because the ending of that that feud was awful. But here's the thing. Did you hear anything more about it? It went exactly the way it was supposed to. It sucks, though. That's the problem. And that's why I think that this is good for him because it gets people to stop saying spitting up black goo when they talk about Randy Orton because it's a running joke at this point. Well, I it dawned on me the other day. Do you know they did the, tried to do the exact same thing like uh, two, three months ago with Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy? Do you remember that? Like, no, but this is... I don't feel like Jeff Hardy does enough talking. Randy Orton's so much better at this. This character that they're trying to pin him as, the old salty get off my lawn dickhead. Well, they did the, uh, what was it? The Hardy Bros. That's what it was. Yeah. And they did that for like a whole month. And then all of a sudden it scrapped. Didn't and now work. they're doing the, you RK know, mismatched. Bro. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Where do you see that, uh, Jeff Hardy segment later, though? It's so funny. I've, <laughs> it really is, bro. I've said I want to like Matt Riddle. There are things he does. That are funny. He's been clean lately, though. In ring, he's good. But from all reports, he just does How not long does it. he have to be clear uh, of the bullshit before you let him off the hook? How long? Sexual allegations. How long? How know. long does he have to walk the straight line before you let him off the hook? None of that shit was proven. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where it's... It always It's like why I still have a bad taste in my mouth about Sammy Guevara. But there's a difference between somebody like him and somebody like Joey Ryan. Yeah. I, who's an absolute scumbag out in public. But so it's it's like with Matt Riddle, there's a couple things combined. And I'm sorry if you guys like Matt Riddle, 
I'm happy for it. It's you. fine. I, like, I understand why you like Matt Riddle. I'm interested in hearing your side of the story, though, because, I mean, it could go a lot. I understand what you're saying. Like, I get where you're coming from. I completely get it. But at some point, I don't feel like vindicating him anymore. Or not vindicating. That's the wrong word. Uh, hating him? Yeah, hating him anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just, I'm tired of hating him, man. I really am. And it's just, like, it's stressful and it wears me out to hate someone. Like, that I'm going to have to see every week anyway, and he's been walking a pretty straight line. I, I know the past, and I know uh, the past of his girlfriend and him, and him, def- you know, it's weird stuff. And, aside, and, and it's thing. added, you know what I mean? But it's like... If, ha- if it was like one thing, you know, and it was all like... It was like... It was that, or the allegations, and then... The Becky Lynch thing. How he handled it, yeah. too. And like, there was a couple different things, and it all piled together... And he never really kind of went like, hey, guys, that's not me. Like, yeah. it's, it was never, he kind of hoped it just went away. And then it did. And it, it pisses me off because he has all the fucking talent in the world. It makes me wonder if someone up top was like, hey, man, let's just not address this. There's oh, no without doubt. It was probably a you PR know, guy. But yeah. I'm, I'm just saying he has all the talent in the world and he chooses to do shady shit. Or have done enough shady shit to make me go, hey, I don't feel good supporting Well, you. I feel like Sammy Guevara has started to turn a corner on you. So that gives me no, hope No, no, I fucking hate Sammy Do you really? I think the Spanish God thing is dumb. Uh, oh, I've been enjoying it in the last few he, weeks. He's man. a good worker. He's got to go over. He's going to be one of their top baby faces without question. But the thing is... I didn't like him before that stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, then you get that. He's also up. not your style of wrestler. Not at all. And so that might have so something to do with. So probably leans into it too. Like, in, if we look at the past of the wrestlers that you're not interested in, it's those type of high flying wrestlers. You said it the perfect way. Those type of high flying wrestlers. But And that's what gets me back to Matt Riddle is I like how Matt Riddle wrestles. I like. That he has more of a traditional like MMA like wrestling style, you know what I mean? Kind of like your Kurt Angles and uh, well, Alistair Black. I'm so happy that Kurt Angles not still around, so they couldn't pin Matt Riddle to him. <sighs> they would have tried. I think they did try at some point. Holy, holy! But what I was anyway, we did get very, very off track. Um, well, the only thing you liked about this match was a pair of fucking contacts. No, so. man, that's not it, bro. Oscar, Oscar was Oscar, bro, and she was really Oscar. She's great this whole time. And was Ember, Ember, how didn't could just, she be fake Oscar? There was a really, really like, you know, I'm I'm becoming a connoisseur of these uh, belly to back suplexes. And like and learning which ones I like and which ones I don't. So I really like Brock Lesnar's belly to back suplex because they're hard. Okay. When he does it, there's those motherfuckers are getting swung. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. the same thing with Kurt Angles. Those Kurt Kurt suplexes, Ooh. they get swung. Oscar swung one of those suplexes on Ember Moon during this at one point in this, and I was like, "Whoo boy!" They get it. Yeah, it was a nice, nice curve suplex. I mean, w- the thing is like. This match and that other match were very similar. The energy was just different. I just felt more out of the other match. Maybe they were they had wrestled a lot more and were more familiar with each other. Both times Ember Moon lost. Asuka ran through her both times because of the streak. So I, I really, really enjoyed this because it showed me 
what Ember Moon used to be because when I, I was not watching wrestling at that time. You know what I mean? So I didn't really get this Ember Moon. I got Ember Moon now. So, and like I just had never seen this. It's not that much different, but it is that much different. Do you think you're an Ember Moon guy now? I like Ember Moon. I always have. Like it's not that I dislike her. I just think with Shotzi Blackheart that she gets kind of lost in the shuffle because Shotzi is so good too. So it's and, hard for you to see, oh, Ember Moon's really special here because you've got Shotzi and then they're always wrestling two other people who are probably also pretty special. And especially with paired with Shotzi, you know, Shotzi demands your attention anytime she comes on TV. And at, uh, lately, they've been wrestling Dakota Kai and Raquel, and Dakota Kai is phenomenal, dude. She is so fucking good, but I say it every time. She is so frail. All of them. There's looking. a bunch of little ones now, though. Did you see Kat and Zaro the other night? Yeah. She's tiny, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I love Dakota Kai. Uh, you told, I heard there's, was it you that told me that she's dating Shayna Baszler? I don't know. Maybe. I ain't heard that I fire around. off rumors all the time. And that's a, a reckless specula speculation. We don't know that to be true. You know what? I'm going to take your word for it. I know you have an insider guy. So we, uh, <laughs> I wish I did, bro. Hit me up, Sean Sepp. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Hit me with the finish. Let's get to the main event. So Asuka fucked her ass up. Then she almost submitted her and then fucking knocked her out pretty much. Yeah. So it was pretty Because Asuka. Because Sasuke. Sounds like an anime character. That's what I'm saying. What are we fucking watching Naruto? <laughs> Naruto, boy. Come on. I, I, I pronounce them pretty well. I've never uh, corrected you on the pronunciation of anything in my life. That was the first time. I'm so proud of myself. You know, I just need to bask in the glory here. Bask in his glory. I'm just going to come out and say it. Bobby Roode is what a champion should be. No, Shinsuke's entrance was better. Uh, You're wrong. I'm not that's wrong. That's okay. I'm not wrong. It's just so much better. Do you even get chills when you hear that fucking fiddle go off? Oh. It's so hype, bro. I'm not saying that Roode's entrance isn't all also hype, but that shit's fire, dude. Oh, whoa, whoa. It doesn't get you hyped. I get a boner. I've bought a boner both times I watched this when it came out. It was like, this motherfucker just gave me a hard-ass wood. I don't know. I have always seen Bobby Roode for one of those guys. He's great. He's one of my TNA guys, you know, so I've been watching him for a very long time. And like that I said, I like how he was presented. You know, the suit and tie, like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to always defend this fucking title, and I'm the best. I'm best with. I like the I'm promo. What's best for business? The promo know? was good, bro. You can't hate it. You can't hate it. He said, "Listen, I'm here. You're gonna like me. It's not a choice." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's all you needed. And that's what I loved about it. And then he comes out. Shinsuke does a nice job of promoing too, though. Don't put it past him. He says, "Look, Bobby, mine." That's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. They, I expected a Styles class. And not, you know, the AJ Styles kind. That'd be cool, though. But they actually blended really well together. You know, they worked cohesively, this and is they a, told uh, a story. This is a memorial match for Shinsuke, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know you don't watch basketball, but the year before Dwayne Wade retired, he said, I'm retiring. And he went on an entire year where he just went to every arena and got applauses and standing ovations. 
and they just like showered him. It was his farewell tour. This is his farewell tour. This is what they gave but him. But one gay. But they gave him the best thing they could give him. Do you think that that made the match better? Yes. The energy was special. His heart is in a whole nother place in this. It's magic. It creates magic. And I feel like Rude is also deserves some credit for how good this match is, but he deserves all the credit. Well, not all the credit. This but he, is beautiful theater, is what this is. This is like watching a play. And so when we went into this, I didn't expect to like the match as much as I did. But honestly, sitting through here, like, and we're not going to go through a play by play, and I don't want to drag it out too much. But honestly, dude, like I said, they really worked well together, and they put on a show. And Shinsuke, if you don't get Shinsuke Nakamura, watch this match, and you will. That's the best way to put it. He's a lot of fun, dude. And he really is a lot of uh, a really good crowd pleasing guy too. Like you don't get that much someone that's just can just blend with you as a as a fan, you know what I mean? This is what I miss about NXT though because not even in the pandemic era, but even like since they've gone to USA and everything like that, the energy in the room kind of ch- started to change because back in back then NXT was a community, you know what I mean? Everyone in Orlando, would be going to the shows all the time. You know, it was just a normal thing. They would probably even travel to the house shows, the dark shows, and all that stuff. So everyone was connected, and it was a special moment for everyone in that room. It wasn't room. that long ago. Uh, what was this, like four, four years ago? Four years ago. But still, like, not to take anything away from, like, the Undisputed Era or anyone who's been in or. Pretty much right before pre-COVID era, since, you know, USA TakeOver and everything. USA NXT, I think that's a good way to put it. I don't think they have, or they are making the same connections they used to make. You know what I mean? It lost that special, like, hey, this was ours. You know what I mean? Because it used to be, like, this was ours, and now it's not. And it's not to say that NXT isn't one of the best wrestling shows on television right now, because it is. But it's not the wrestling show it was back in 2013, 2014, yeah. 2017. I know? mean, we there's definitely been eras throughout every era of NXT where you could say that these people are special, though. Like, you, you could do that with the people that are in there today. There are oh, people that Sammy really... Oh, Sami Zayn, Neville, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Bailey, Sasha. Seth Rollins. You're right about that, Samoa Joe. You know, so... And you have all these people, but... And now, yeah, you have your Adam Cole, your Finn Balor. Champa. Yeah, he he held it on the back back when he had Goldie, you know, yeah. so he even had his little bit of era. I'm starting to get stuffed up, though, so. What about Keith Lee? <sighs> See, there's been somebody in every era that's been impressive. I miss you, Keith Lee. He'll be back. Don't worry. He's going to come back very strong. He's probably going to come back in that Diamond Mines table. <laughs> or... Imagine Keith Lee and Parker Bonobar. So, yeah, I forgot. You cannot pronounce words. That's a weird name, bro. It's not my fault. All right. So, before we get out of here. Can, uh, I have a little bit more to say about this match. So, I didn't uh, get this the first time I watched it. I guess after the match, I just turned it off. But I was watching it again today. And after the match ends, Bobby leaves the arena. Or leaves the room. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. Leaves backstage. 
and they just shower Shinsuke with cheers, and he just sits in the ring and cries like this with his arms open. And it's like one of the most beautiful moments with I've ever arms seen. Wide open. Oh man, it was special. It was like hearing Scott Stapp's voice for the first time. I am Scott Stapp's voice. I know you are. Hey, I follow him on TikTok. He just plays live shows and just puts them on TikTok. That's gross. Yeah, you should watch it. ScottStappForFree.com. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I just. I want to see what your rating is on this pay-per-view because I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to probably give it a pretty high rating. I would say this is definitely like a 4-1. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, I'll give it a 4-3 bones. All right. I, I I expected a little to be a little higher for you, honestly. I really did like it. I think that I rated uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one, a 4-5, and that's better than this. All right. Okay. So it's I just, agree with that. Yeah, so that's what that's what it is. Is I ranked Brooklyn. I wonder what higher. I rated that. I'm pretty sure you ranked it a little bit lower than this. I think you ranked like a four. All right. So, but anyway, I really, I really, really enjoyed that pay per view. Not to say I didn't really, really enjoy this pay per view, but Sasha Bailey, man, what are you gonna do? But yeah, like I said, uh, it's been a fun week. Uh, you want to hit him with some Twitters? What's your Twitter? It is at Godfieri, and then I also. Am on the Jaded Wrestling Twitter at Jaded Wrestling a lot of times. I am uh, Taylor Hassler One. Uh, I've got a couple new things. I might be switching my Twitter name again. I want to switch my actual name so I don't have to say my name every time I'm on the podcast. Good luck with Twitter support. Bold. They're gonna love me, bro. Don't worry. They said I could switch it once, so I was thinking Ben Stiller's Balls Sixty Nine. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty arousing. Yeah, makes my cock rock hard. Yeah, so I was liking that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we got a uh, Jobin Rogue. We got a Duke underscore bags. Oh yeah. We yeah. got a Redbeard Pirate One. We got a Tots Pod. Tots Pod, and then we also have Year of Pod. Year of Pod, and uh, you can check back. We're pretty much hitting you every day with content, almost. At yeah, this it point. seems like at this point that I don't know what to fucking do because I'm like, oh, I've edited this. Oh, I've edited this. That's oh, a I've good thing. This. That's a good thing. We're putting out a lot of contact for you guys. Contact content for you guys. Um, please listen, subscribe. Please leave, us leave a review. A review. Yeah, that is review. so important. So. I've been doing my research. We want to grow, grow, grow. I like doing this a lot, but I'd like to have a bigger audience. If uh, if we get 100 listens, Will said he'll let me shave his head like Tommaso Ciampa. Not going to happen. But <laughs> also, we had such a wonderful person recently for a Jaded Family interview. We need to get a better fucking name for that. Anyway, I like the name. All right. Well, anyway... Cold Stone Tim Boston. That interview should be out tomorrow. I believe I am editing it tomorrow because I'm literally, it is 10.50 Thursday, and this will be going live in about an hour and 10 minutes. Will you um, real quick tell him a little bit about, just give him a preview of what that is, who Tim Boston is. He's got 33 flavors of whoop ass. That's all you need to know, baby. Okay, so he is uh, going to be in the interview realm, and you will see that out uh, tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. Also, if for whatever reason you are a professional wrestler and you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, thank you. We're looking at you, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, we know you love us, man. Oh, and Jimmy Hart, Taylor's best friend. Anyway, though, yeah, if you are a wrestler, if you're in the industry whatsoever, we'd love to have you uh, come join us for an interview. So that's going to be it for us this week. Taylor, do you got anything else you want to hit him with? No, I love you all. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Fucking found my fucking mouse.